Welcome, everybody, to Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk. It is Season 2, Episode 30. Today, we're just going to talk Iowa Hawkeye football, the big win over Illinois on Saturday. The Hawkeyes are now 9-2 and with a 33-23 win over Illinois in Kinnick Stadium. And, man, this was a strange game. I think the last several games have been strange, to be honest with you. But the Hawkeyes pulled it out. And I've got to hand it to them. You know, they, the Hawkeyes were at the highest of highs when they were ranked number two, beat Penn State at Kinnick Stadium. I was there. It was just electric. And then they, they, they had a couple of rough games, lost two games in a row, and things didn't look good. The offense just wasn't going. And then got the win at Northwestern on the road. Not that Northwestern's that great, but then – Two home wins over border rivals, Minnesota and Illinois. So the Hawkeyes, as I said, 9-2. and two. Hey, if you took the over, everybody had the Hawkeyes at 8.5 wins this year. I would have taken the over coming into the season. It's happened a little bit differently than I thought it would have, but glad to see nine wins with the opportunity of 10 wins and then 11 with a bowl game. Well, it was a pretty entertaining game on Saturday with border foe Illinois coming to Iowa City. Illinois, really a program in shambles after years and years of losing seasons. And a little bit of hope now with new head coach Brett Bielema, the former Hawkeye nose guard, former Hawkeye assistant coach. Two wins to finish the season would make the Illini Bowl eligible. They had some big wins over the last few weeks. They knocked off probably the most overrated coach in America in James Franklin and the Penn State Nittany Lions, and then knocked off the boat rowers up north. P.J. <laughs> PJ Fleck, he is so elite. The Golden Goofs. But like Minnesota, Illinois was a team full of seniors that somehow stayed on with Brett Bielema to try to make this their mark this year. And they've done some good things, but beating Iowa was not in the cards on Saturday for Illinois. Well, the Illini came out swinging, getting the ball first. They had a game plan of passing the ball against the Hawkeyes. Starters Matt Hankins and Jack Kerner were out of the game with injuries, and it seemed to work. You know, Very poor passing team, Illinois is, and they marched right down, scored the first touchdown of the game. Kind of a busted play by the defense. 13-yard TD to the tight end, Luke Ford. He was wide open. He just walked into the end zone. And the Hawkeyes looked to be in business. T. Good running the ball. A nice pass to Keegan Johnson. And then on fourth and three from the Illinois 43, the Hawkeyes punted, or at least planned to punt. I guess they wanted to pin Illinois back, the old field position game. But the ball went right through Torrey Taylor's legs, resulted in a loss of 29 yards. Illinois took over at the Iowa 28-yard line, ended up getting a field goal to go up 10 to nothing. Things were not looking too good at this point. But then it was Charlie Jones' time. He fielded the kickoff at the goal line, veered to the left, took it all the way to the house. Suddenly, it is 10-7. Charlie has been such a valuable player last year and this year. I mean, impacting field position in the punting game, kick returns, and even putting up points on special teams. Well, after a punt by the Illini, the Hawkeyes had a great, 50-yard drive. It was the best drive for the Hawkeyes in this game. They had a jet sweep to Arlen Bruce. The fourth, Gavin Williams running hard. Nice long pass to Arlen Bruce. 
And the true freshman, Bruce, again, with a two-yard run for a touchdown where he just lit up the defender. He's not a big guy, but he brought the boom and took the defender with him into the end zone. He ran right through him. That was fun to see. The second half was just a lot of field goals and punts and good defense by the Hawkeyes. There was one late drive by Illinois for a touchdown. And the second half highlight for the Hawkeyes was Jack Campbell's interception return for 32 yards and a touchdown. It was a tipped ball and really fun to see Jack take it in to score his second touchdown of the season. He had the scoop and score on the fumble against Iowa State. So now the Hawkeyes are 9-2, and two, and let's celebrate that. There were just a lot of positives in this game. The Hawkeyes with 17 first downs to 11 for Illinois. Illinois did have 312 yards to 255 for Iowa, and the differential there really came in the first drive of the game, where Illinois went right down for a touchdown, and then the late touchdown drive. So overall, the Hawkeyes played some really good defense in this game. They held Illinois to just 64 yards rushing, and that was very impressive. That's how Illinois has won games this year. They just line it up and try to stuff it down your throat. They just run, run, run. They didn't do that against Iowa. They knew they couldn't. They tried passing, and that didn't work for them either. Iowa rushed for 172 yards on an incredible 52 rushing attempts. That's a lot of, it's a lot of running the football, and it worked for the Hawkeyes to get the win. Iowa won the turnover battle 2-1. to one. Padilla did have one interception, and Dane Belton with his fifth interception of the season. Jack Campbell had the pick six. The Hawkeyes won the time of possession battle 36 minutes to 24 minutes. And again, you know, running the ball effectively was the key in this game for the Hawkeyes. For the Illini, Brandon Peters was 16 of 36 passing, just 44%. 248 yards, two touchdowns, and two very costly interceptions. The great running back, Chase Brown, had just 42 yards on 13 carries. Defensively, Isaiah Gray, the senior linebacker, had 10 tackles and 5.5 tackles for loss. I mean, I had to look at that twice. I thought, this has to be wrong. This can't be right. He had 5.5 tackles for loss in one game. I mean, that's a season for most players. Uh, he had There were nine tackles for loss for the Illini in this game. You know, they made some nice plays on some jet sweeps. They got Charlie Jones once for minus four. Uh, Some of the, just some really good defensive plays here and there. But overall, the Hawkeyes were able to grind it out and really run the ball effectively. For the Hawkeyes, Alex Padilla had a tough day statistically. Six of 17 passing, 83 yards, no touchdowns, and an interception. But there were so many drop balls in this game. I'm not sure... How much of that is on him versus on the receivers? Tight ends drop balls. Wide receivers drop balls. Nico Regani dropped at least two. And I think if they had the right angle, they would have reversed the first down that they reviewed where he, he, he did a slant. He caught it, and they ended up reviewing it. But there just wasn't a good angle to tell for sure. But it really looked like he lost that one as well. So no more slants for Nico or let's get – Let's get that going in practice more and make sure that they're going to be hauling those in regularly. But T. Good was just rolling in this game. He was fed the ball 27 times, 132 yards rushing. Gavin Williams runs hard, too. He had 10 carries for 56 yards. We're going to like him in the next few years. I really like some of the jet sweeps in this game. 
Harlan Bruce had four carries for 23 yards. He also had two catches for 45 yards, but just six catches overall for the team, six completed passes, and they got the win with special teams, defense, and running the football. But the offensive line seems to be coming together now. The young guys keep getting better. Plum played left tackle with Mason Richmond out injured. The Hawkeyes got away from the outside stretch play in this game, ran more power up the middle of the fullback inside zone, let the best center in America, Tyler Linderbaum, take care of his guy, and then keep pushing into the second level and taking care of the linebacker also. So much fun watching Linderbaum block. He needs to win an award this year. Uh, to be, He's the best center in America for sure, but he's going to be an All-American as well. I like some of the more imaginative offensive plays in this game as well, especially with a passing game not really doing anything. Um, they had some some more imaginative running plays, and they even had some plays that didn't work, but I like to see them try them. The jet sweeps, um, they tried a double reverse pass to the quarterback. I thought for sure that was going to go for a touchdown. I mean, how, how is the defense going to be ready for a double reverse pass to the quarterback from the Hawkeyes, but you know, luckily there was a penalty on that play. And how about the pitch to T. Good on a third and short to get the first down? So, lots of fun plays in this game on defense. Jack Campbell eight tackles. Seth Benson had seven. Great having Riley Moss back in there for a second game, especially after losing Hankins and Kerner. Shout out to Kerner's backup Quinn Schulte for stepping up, getting some playing time. Next man in, and Tory Taylor. He was Tory Taylor in this game. Nice punts, averaged over forty-six yards per. He did have the one snap that went through his legs. Wow, that was a crazy play early on in that game. And then Caleb Shudak, four of five field goals with a long of fifty-one, and the only miss was a fifty-eight-yard attempt late in the second half. Hey, when I look at this game, I'm just happy the Hawkeyes got to nine and two. After that two-game losing streak, coming back and beating border rivals Northwestern on the road, Minnesota to keep Floyd, Illinois to bring that streak to eight in a row. Illinois and Minnesota haven't won in Iowa City since 1999, and that was Kirk Ferentz's first year. It was a one in ten season for the Hawkeyes. So, just amazing the domination that the Hawkeyes have had in these trophy games, border rivals of late as well, with the exception of Wisconsin. The Hawkeyes beat Wisconsin in 2020 and 2015. Need to, need to focus on that in the offseason and see if we can get some more wins against the Badgers. To get into that Big Ten title game, the Hawkeyes still have hope. The Hawkeyes have to win Saturday in Lincoln and beat the Nebraska Cornhuskers, who, man, they lost another kind of heartbreaker to Wisconsin by seven points. They put up 450 yards of offense in that game. So Nebraska's looking pretty good despite being 3-8. and eight. They could be the best 3-8 and eight team in America. And that's who the Hawkeyes have next. It's the Frosty Cornhuskers. Not sure what to think about this game. I hope to get a preview out after doing a little bit more research here this week. Um, as I said, they really gave Wisconsin a run for their money, and they've had some good teams on the ropes. They had Michigan on the ropes and then blew that one in the end. So who knows 
Frost is 0-3 against the Iowa Hawkeyes. And the Hawkeyes have won six in a row against the Cornhuskers. And their bull hopes are done. But they're going to want to beat the Hawkeyes. You know every single year Nebraska is ready to play the Hawkeyes. Frost wants to win that game so bad. Those players want to beat the Hawkeyes so bad. It's it's their, you know, it's their only border rivalry. So they really want that one. And I love how the Hawkeyes have dominated that of late. Well, great win on Saturday. Iowa 33, Illinois 23. Nine wins sounds pretty darn good. The chance at 10 next Saturday and 11 in the bowl game. So I'm really loving that. Go Hawks!